Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Strictly Sports with your host, Stephen Strickland. Hope everybody's doing all right, bringing in the new year pretty good. I know it's, I say new year, but we're 23 days into it, and uh, it's been a while since I last, last got on a podcast. I know my last one was with my good buddies, uh, Adam, Adam Man and Troy Mandris, and that was on, on New Year's Eve, we recorded it and I posted it, so 23 days ago, 23 days in between podcasts, 23 days of the new year, and I hope hope everybody's just going well so far, and you know, a, a lot of things have happened since since I last talked to you guys, um, we uh, had the college football national championship game, uh, Georgia, Georgia decided to show up that night, and TCU did not, that was... A beat down of epic proportions, if if that's what if that's what you want to call it. Um, Georgia dominated that game from opening kickoff until to the last second ran off the clock, and you know it was impressive to see a team like that dominate the way they were supposed to do. Um, and no knock on TCU, I thought TCU was a was a good football team, but man, the SEC. That's something serious. Everybody talks about TCU speed, and yeah, they got speed, um, you know. And but the SEC is something different. It's it's just, you know, they say it means more. Well, it means more. Um, you know, you look at you look at Georgia against Ohio State, and you know, I was talking to talking to somebody about it. You know, Ohio State has kind of has kind of built their roster into like an SEC team in the Big Ten, and that I think that's what helped them hang in the game with Georgia. Um, you know, they got speed, and they got uh, receivers, they got a front um, that can that can hold up against them an SEC type type front, both offensively and defensively. And I think that's what made Ohio State look like they belong there. But man, you can you can tell there's a big discrepancy between the Big Twelve. Big 12's best team and you know the the SEC's best team and you know I think I think any top top two top three SEC team might have done the same thing to TCU that night I mean it was it was a struggle for for TCU the whole night and you know they looked they were outmatched physically um, mentally you could tell Georgia had been there before you could tell TCU had not so it was just one of those things that you know that Georgia was a better team, and they were supposed to show up and do that. And you know that was that was impressive to see. So hats off to Kirby Smart and that staff for for what they did and um, going out and handling business like that. You know they uh, they did the thing, and you know they're back to back national championships, national champions, and they'll uh, they got a good shot to do it again next year. I mean, you don't have a had to replace Stetson Bennett, obviously. Uh, about time that guy's gone. I mean, he's been in the SEC, it feels like, for, for forever. Um, but, you know, he's gone. Um, you got some other guys to replace here and there. But, man, you know, Kirby Kirby learned from, from Saban, who's the best at not rebuilding, just reloading. I think that's what Kirby's going to do. And Georgia's going to be a force to reckon with next year. And I don't – it's going to be tough, especially anybody in the SEC East. I mean, um, Tennessee, Tennessee's had a good run. Uh, of 
question marks at quarterback next year. Obviously, losing Malik Hooker, um, that's going to hurt them a little bit. But, you know, Tennessee's going to be good. Uh, Florida Florida will probably bounce back. Billy Napier will, will – uh, We'll get that turned around down there. Give him, give him a little bit, Florida fans. He'll, uh, he'll get it rocking and rolling. He's a pretty good coach, so um, we'll have some trust in him. Let him get his guys in there and uh, set his standards. And Florida's gonna be all right. But man, you take away those, those top two teams and in the, uh, in the SEC East, and man, they're Georgia. Georgia looks like another walking apart to win the SEC East. And you know, you go to the to the wild SEC West, and you know. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting one um, next year. Uh, obviously, Bama's got some, got some places to, uh, to fill with, um, with Bryce Young. Uh, that's a glaring one right there. Um, you know, LSU's got Jaden Daniels coming back, so they're they're gonna be pretty good. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, be interesting how their quarterback situation turns out. Uh then you got Arkansas, you know, KJ Jefferson's coming back. They lose Kendall Brow, so we'll see how that goes. Um, and then the the big question mark in the West is is Auburn. Uh, who, what are they going to look like? Are they going to be locked and loaded, ready to go uh, with Heath Freeze running the show now? And uh, then Zach Arnett out there. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. I've always been a big Zach Arnett guy. Uh, very, very smart defensive coach, and I'm I'm happy that – he he's got the chance to do that. I hate the circumstances because obviously Mike Leach was one of those guys that was well respected across the the coaching world, not just not just in the college ranks. So a lot of high school guys and uh, stuff like that, you know, looked up to, looked up to Leach. So that that sucks in the coaching world that that he's no longer with us. But um, but like I said, I'm interested to see what Arnett does. So. SEC, SEC West is going to be the Wild West once again, and we'll see what shakes out. But, you know, I got off on a tangent there. But like I said, Georgia's got a chance to make another run for it. So some other things that happened, speaking of the, the SEC West, is Pete Golding jumped ship to another SEC West school in Ole Miss. Now, I won't say that him leaving was much of a shock, but – Going to Ole Miss like that—that—that that, that was interesting. Um, you know, look, Alabama fans. I mean, you had you had a really good one in Pete Golding. I know that y'all like to, Alabama fans like to bash him, and maybe there's some things in game. Maybe he could have called some better games. But you look at the stats and the uh, the SEC number two ranked defense and. You wanted to run him out of there. I mean, you gave up 18 points a game. You know, uh, the only game that Bama really got torched was the uh, the uh, Tennessee game, and that was man just some some confusion in the secondary with what Tennessee does. I mean, hats off to those guys. Um, LSU game that was a high scoring game, but LSU was a home game, night game in Baton Rouge. I mean. I know Bama fans are spoiled, but not everyone is going to be easy. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Ole Miss looks like this coming up year with with Golden running their defense. And I mean, Golden's a, a very good um, defensive mind, very well respected across across all levels of football. So, you know, it uh, 
it's one of those things like you wanted him gone and now he's gone, but you know, you had it pretty good. So we'll see how that shakes. Maybe the next one will will suit you guys as fancy, but you lost a good one in Golden, so we'll uh we'll see how that goes for Alabama. But you know, I, I thought that he was he was a good one. I didn't know if Saban would let him go. I figured um, maybe Saban would have a little more say-so in the defense, which I'm pretty sure he had a lot of say-so, but maybe he would have a little more say-so this upcoming year and keep Golden around. But, you know, him going to Ole Miss was kind of a shock. and um, So we'll, we'll see how that goes for him. I think it'll help Ole Miss out. They've, they've been missing a defense um, since Kiffin's been there. and I think that a defense maybe, maybe will help him out a little bit, you know. As a as a defensive guy, honestly, I kind of get a little frustrated with with him going on fourth down every other uh, drive. But you know that's what Kiffin does, and that that's something you're gonna have to deal with um, working for him. So, um, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see. Then you go to the offensive side of the ball for Alabama, and um, you know O'Brien. Obviously, there were some question marks with him, and you know I could I could see where. If you're if you're an Alabama fan, where you're you're kind of like, hey, we appreciate your time, but it's time for you to move on, and that's what he's he's obviously trying to do. Um, I think he wants to get back into the NFL. You know, he's a very NFL type play caller and things that he tries to do, and you know, sometimes you have to scale back on that. Whether you're at the um, if you're in the collegiate level or Maybe you're a college guy coming back to high school. Sometimes you got to scale back on some things and fit what you run. And, you know, sometimes O'Brien maybe uh, got a little too NFL crazy, a little too NFL mindset, you know. He's got the guys to do it, but it, they're still 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids, and they're not they're not professionals. So, um, you know, it's different. You, you give them that big, thick playbook, and they, all they do is show up to facility all day and, and study, but – College athletes, they got class. They got all this other stuff they got to deal with on top of football. So, you know, maybe it's a good thing that um, he's going on. It'll be interesting to see who who Bama hires. Um, if if that is the case, that O'Brien rides off into the sunset um, with his Alabama career. I think that, you know, obviously his contract expired and they haven't came out and said he's renewed that or anything. So he's probably – has the writing on the wall and knows that he better start looking, which, you know, like I said, you Bama fans probably uh, probably are in total agreement with, and and I completely understand that. But it'll be interesting to see. I mean, you got um, one that I thought would be a hot, uh, a hot and nice looking offensive coordinator hire would have been Gary Riley, and then all of a sudden Dabo pulls out. Um, pulls a trick out of his hat and gets uh, Riley up to Clemson. So, And then you got um, uh, Browse from Arkansas goes to uh, – Kendall, Kendall Browse goes to uh, TCU, replaces him. He gets out of, out of Arkansas. And then uh, – so we'll see what shakes with Bama's OC. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to go get Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, that would be a good name I would go get. It was a – Really good OC and, uh, you know, never really quite fit in the NFL in Arizona. Um, but I can see that as a name that 
Um, Saban could go out and try to get. Uh, but you look at the defensive side of the ball, and that's the one that, you know, really um, really is the question mark. Like, who, who are they going to go get? And, you know, there's a bunch of guys. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt I've seen as one that could come back um, to Alabama and, you know, be the defense coordinator. And I think that would be a good hire. Um, you know, Pruitt was very successful in his time at um, Bama as a D.C., and I could see where he could come back and uh, do that. Then you got um, Jim Leonard, the guy who's the who's the head coach at um, uh, Wisconsin, a very good defensive mind, smart, um, smart guy they could go get. Uh, Todd Grantham is another name. Uh, he's in Alabama, and he's an analyst right now for Alabama, so you can see where um, – he was pretty good for a while there at um, at, uh, at Florida. Uh, very blitz happy. So, Bama fans, if you like blitzing, you're going to get it if Grantham is your D.C. Uh, Charlie Strong. Um, Manny Diaz at Penn State. That could be one uh, that if he was willing to come back to the SEC. But I think that you know Penn State had a pretty good year up there with him uh, this year running their defense and, you know, he may be happy up there. So, um, then you look at on staff, uh, right now too, you got, um, Travaris Robinson, who is, uh, was Muschamp's defensive coordinator, um, at South Carolina when he was there. And so he's a DB coach right now. And, you know, uh, T-Rob's a very good, um, recruiter and, um, a very smart defensive mind, especially in the secondary. So, um, that may be one they want to do and promote in-house. But you know that um, Saban, being a defensive guy, is going to get the guy in there he trusts. So um, it'll be interesting to see who, who they decide to, decide to give that job to. Um, you know, I think as, a, as somebody who has to play, as a fan of a team that has to play Bama all the time, you know, I don't want them to go out there and get one of these big-name uh, guys. I mean, uh, so – We'll we'll see how that shakes up in the college world. When you look at the NFL, um, coaching changes. And man, it's it's it started early, so a uh, couple before the season even ended. So you know, we'll see who, if any of these college guys want to go get these NFL jobs, and uh, if there's any NFL guys that want to get into the back into the college world. Who knows the the coaching carousel has always been one that it's pretty cool to keep along with. If you just never sat down and uh, kept up with it, it's pretty cool to see where people go, where people have been and their connections. And when they go to this job, how they worked with so-and-so before that. And, you know, the being a coach, and uh, it's pretty cool keeping up with it at, at all levels, uh, keeping up with it at, in the NFL, college, and, even the high school level, um, pretty cool. Keeping up with who goes where. Excuse me. Uh, keeping up with who goes where and who takes what job. Like I said, um, the coaching carousel—it's hot and going, and the high, the high school level too. So, um, it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how all of it plays out. But you know, like I said, don't want Bama to get one of these um, high power, high flying offenses personally, but. I think it, I think it would fit them well. Um, you know, the athletes they got with what they got coming in. Uh, you know, just giving giving Saban more more weapons and 
is is a dangerous recipe for college football to to be staring at. So, uh, so another thing. Speaking of football, NFL playoffs, and man, it's been it's been going on. I think the last time we the last time we talked, we uh, were finishing up the NFL regular season, and then we go off into the playoffs. And the playoffs have been nothing short, but pretty fun to watch, honestly. Especially if you're a if you're a big football guy like I am. Like there hasn't been a game that's been like absolutely boring. I mean the the uh the Giants man they uh their first their first round playoff game wild card game against the Vikings they dominated uh, you got the um, 49ers played the Seahawks and the Seahawks played the Niners tough for a while um, so that was a fun first half first three quarters to watch and then the Niners you know slowly took over uh, but other than that most of the games have been excited exciting. Um, Especially that super wild card weekend and last weekend, the, the divisional weekend, it, it was pretty good. Um, you got the the Jaguars and Chiefs touchdown game. Uh, you know that the Jaguars, man, they're going to be fun to watch here uh, with Trevor Lawrence. If you build some guys around him, beef up that offensive line a little bit, give him some more weapons at at receiver. Um, the Jaguars are going to be are going to be tough to deal with. Um, but uh, the Chiefs, man, they're just they're just one of those teams. They're gonna do everything right. Uh, I'm not sure that game stays as close as it is if Mahomes doesn't tweak his ankle. Uh, but you know, hats off to the hats off to the Jags for coming out ready to, ready to play. And you could tell that uh, they wanted it. And you know, their defense kept them in the ball game and gave up ten points in the second half. So. I mean, you can't you can't ask for any more than that from from your defense against Mahomes. Uh, some of the stuff that guy does is freaky, so um, you can't you can't get mad at the Jaguars for what the fight that they put up with. And then you got the Eagles, man, against the Giants, and you know that's a that's a division game. They've seen the Giants twice, and uh, you could tell the Eagles were prepared for it. And obviously, they're just the better team right now. Uh, you know, they may be. They may be the best team in the NFL this year. They got Ben Hurts at quarterback. Um, he's he's something else to watch. And you, the the fun thing right now, speaking of Jalen Hurts, I'm get off on a little tangent right here. The fun thing, and fun thing to keep up with, especially if you're involved with Twitter and you like looking at Twitter, is watching and seeing who is claiming Jalen Hurts. Alabama is he an Alabama quarterback? Or is he Oklahoma quarterback, or is he both? That's a good question. You know, I um, the way I see it, I think he's, I think he's both. You know, he uh, he graduated from Alabama. He uh, he um, he had a really good freshman year. Sophomore year was, eh, and then his his um, junior year, obviously he was, uh. The backup to Tua all the way until he um until Tua got hurt in the SEC championship game and Hurt steps in and you know he game winning drive and now he goes down as a Bama legend. So, you know I mean 
and then you got the Oklahoma side. He takes them to the college football playoffs, you know, and uh, does what he does with Oklahoma that year. But, man, this who claims him? Which one would he claim? I think he'd probably claim both too. Uh, but but the way I the way I see it is, you know, he he got he got benched at Bama for Tua, which is understandable because because Hertz was not the quarterback he is now. So you know, if if I'm a Bama fan, I'm like, yeah, man, he he played at Bama. But if I'm an Oklahoma fan, I'm right there too, saying, hey, he came to Oklahoma, he took us to the playoffs and all did all this good stuff at Oklahoma. So I mean. Who knows? That'd be a question you have to ask Jalen, but I'm pretty sure he would say both. But like I said, it's pretty fun, pretty fun to keep up with on Twitter if you're involved in Twitter and watching Bama fans, Oklahoma fans argue back and forth of who who Hurts belongs to. So, but anyways, back on the back on the NFL playoff topic, you know the the Eagles, they're just they're good, they're good. They got Hurts weapons at receiver, um, AJ Brown. Uh, you go flip over to the defensive side, man. They're loaded on defense, so it's it's going to be interesting to see um, how that shakes out on uh, in the NFC Championship game between them and the Niners. Um, the Bengals, they may be the best team in the NFL too. Like the argument there is, is I think is going to be you're going to have to them those two are going to have to play in the Super Bowl, and um, you know, I think I think the Chiefs and the the Bengals and the NF, and the AFC Championship game is gonna be is gonna be one to watch. Um, last year that one uh, was a good one, and I think this year is gonna be the same way. And I just think that you know the Bengals when they get to the playoffs, man, Joe Burrow has got he's got ice in the veins, and he um he had a pretty good game against uh, the Bills in the snow and. You know, that was one of them games where I, I thought that the best defense was going to win. And when you get in games like that, you can be an all-world quarterback. But those conditions, man, they're built for a defense. And who's got the best defense? And, you know, with the Bills being um, uh, the Bills losing Von Miller, I think that hurt them on the edge. And Burrow just kind of had his way. And so that's going to be um, – it's gonna be fun to watch between him and Mahomes. Um, have to see how healthy Mahomes is when you get to the NFC Championship game and see how that goes. And um, and then you flip over to the AFC side, and you know, last night the the Forty ers just you know the get the score of that game doesn't really exactly show you how sideways I think it person I think it was. The 49ers dominated that game for for the whole the whole game, and um, I think that you know they kind of started out slow offensively. Obviously, the um, hats off to Brock Purdy, the man is seven and O's a starter in the NFL. He was Mister Irrelevant. Like shout out to him. But um, the 49ers, man, that defense. D'Amico Ryan's has that the defense coordinator for the 49ers. Their defense is he's something special. So, um, and I know Bama fans, that's one that Bama fans would love to see as a, uh, as a replacement for Golden, but, you know, uh, 
D'Amico's been coaching in the NFL since he since he retired, and he um I think he's going to stay there, and I think he'll be a great NFL uh, head coach. He's obviously interviewed with some teams, um, so I think he'd be a really good one uh, for whoever wants to wants to pick him up, and whether he gets a head coaching job this year or he's back with the 49ers as their DC, I think he's going to be great um, at whatever he does. But like I said, the 49ers just dominated that game, and I don't know what's up with the Cowboys, whether it's Dak Prescott, whether it's Mike McCarthy. Who knows whether it's Zeke Elliott. It could be Jerry Jones. That could be the the root of all the problems in Dallas. I mean, since 12 straight playoff appearances that the Cowboys haven't made a championship game, uh, and that's, that's tough. I mean, they're America's team, and you expect them to – to be there, but you know, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily give put all the blame on Dak. He had a couple of bad throws, a couple of picks yesterday. Uh, one of them, they were driving in the red zone. But you know, you can't you can't put all the blame on him. Uh, I think Tony Pollard getting hurt that game because I Zeke Elliott just seems like a, a shell of himself. Um, he doesn't seem like the the Zeke that that first got to the league and obviously it, the the NFL life is taxing on a running back um, unless you're Derrick Henry, which he's a freak of nature. But, you know, I think that I don't know what the problem is in Dallas, but they'll, uh, they'll figure it out. They'll be back in the playoffs next year. Um, I don't know if they'll be, they'll beat the Eagles. I don't know if they'll win the division, but they'll be back in the playoffs next year and, you know, maybe that year will be the Cowboys' year. So, he um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in Dallas. I don't know if they'll make a coaching move. I doubt it. Will they draft a quarterback this year? Who knows? But you know, I think they got to. There's something there that's not clicking. There's some disconnect somewhere. And when the Cowboys finally figure it out, they're gonna be, they are going to be all right. So, NFC championship game predictions. It's a tough one, you know. I'm like, I like D'Amico Ryan's as a defensive guy looking at the defensive side of the football. I like D'Amico Ryan's. I like what he does. I like the intensity he brings to um, that side of the football and scheming things up. Um, I like him, but the Eagles, man, they just look. They just look really good with um, Jalen, and I think it's going to be a. Uh, it's going. I, I think it's going to be one of those defensive dog fights. Maybe, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how Brock Purdy handles that environment um, going over to Philadelphia. Uh, you know, those fans are going to be off the chain, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how he handles that. Which, I mean, the way he's handled himself so far, I, I think he'll go in there and do what he's supposed to do. But it'll be interesting to see um, how that goes. Prediction-wise, I'm going to go ahead and skip to the uh, AFC, and I'll come back to the NFC. That was tough. And then you got the Chiefs and Bengals, and, you know, I think the Bengals are going to pull it out. I think they're uh, they're hungry. They uh, they know they can beat um, – they know they can beat Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, so it's not like they're like, oh man, we got to go to these guys again. I don't think they have that mentality. I think they have the, we've been here, we beat them before. Let's get back to the Super Bowl. And you know they're a couple plays away last year from winning the thing. And 
Man, it's hard to it's hard to bet against Joe Burrow in a in a situation like this. I mean, he's just cool and calm and Joe Cool. That's what they call him. So uh, I'm gonna go with the Bengals in the AFC, and then back to the NFC. My gut tells me the Eagles, but I'm gonna go with the 49ers. I'm gonna take Brock Purdy the way he's been playing, the weapons he has around him with McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. George Kittle, who I think is the best overall tight end in the league. You can say Travis Kelsey this. You can say Travis Kelsey that. But the way George Kittle run blocks, the way he catches passes, run routes, best overall tight end. Um, you know, and I mean, not knock on Travis Kelsey or anything, but the run blocking that Kittle does in that offense for the Niners, man, it's impressive to watch. And uh, so – he give, give me give me Brock Purdy and all his weapons um against Jalen Hurts and we'll uh we might we'll do a little pre Super Bowl podcast and predict that game. But I got uh I got the Niners and I got the Bengals this upcoming this upcoming uh weekend in the NFL AFC and NFC championship games. So One sport I haven't talked much about, basketball. Let me tell you why. One, the NBA has so many games, and it's tough for me to keep up with. So, I like the NBA. It's tough for me to keep up with it during the week. But I like to – I'll check up on it here and there, see what's going on. Um, so, I'll be honest with you, don't know that much about the NBA this year. Um, I do know that, uh, speaking of sports talk shows and all that is that Shannon Sharp rustled, ruffled some feathers, uh, the other day at the Lakers and, uh, uh, Grizzlies game. So that was interesting to see. And, you know, you get on that subject of, man, I get it. It, there's athletics, there's people going to be heckling, but man, sometimes enough is enough. And, like, there's some things you can say and don't need to say. Like, uh, back when we were in school, man, we used to sit out in left field and um, in college. And, you know, we used to, we'll heckle that left fielder and heckle, heckle whoever would hear us, you know. But, obviously, there's a line you don't need to cross, especially when you're a, um, when you're a sports talk show host and you're sitting courtside at an NBA game. Like, obviously, you don't need to get tied up into that stuff, man. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. But, like I said, don't know much about the the NBA this year, but what I do keep up with though is college basketball. And if you're not a college basketball fan, something's wrong with you because that is some of the most fun stuff to watch. Um, when we go into March, we'll talk a lot about March Madness and we'll break down some of the games and stuff like that. But um, but college hoops, man, is is where it's at. So obviously, Auburn fan, SEC, keep up with that most. Uh, the most and man the team to beat in the ACC right now is Alabama they uh they're just looking looking really good right now uh they got Brandon Miller um and he is he is out of this world and when he when he's hot he's hot I mean what's Bama won uh most of their conference games have been by double digits so that that's impressive uh when and the 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 Nate Oates problem since he's been there has been defense has been the defense and man it's 
it is clicking this year, offensively and defensively. And um, you know they're scary to watch, and they they're gonna they're gonna make some noise come March if they can stay hot and not go in a little shooting slump. Um, I think their defense is good enough to to keep them in games, whether they're shooting the ball hot or whether they're um, whether they're hot from the from the field or not. They just um, I think their defense is going to be um, good enough to keep them in games. And you talk about defense keeping in games. You look at look at Auburn. Um, their defense is keeping them in games right now. Uh, Bruce Pearl's got them guys playing um, with their hair on fire on defense right now. And um, their offense is starting to come along. Uh, Wendell Green's starting to pick it up a little bit, uh, finding his role, taking more command. Um, and they're being they're being careful with the ball right now. They're not playing offense offense like they play defense um, with the hair on fire. And earlier in the year they were doing that. They were trying to go as fast as possible. And, you know I don't know if that's his team. I know that's what Bruce likes to do. The more chaos, the better. But I think Bruce has has figured out with this team. You got to kind of slow it down. Look for your shot. Um, right now, Janai Broom is killing the game. Um, I was having trouble with his toe a little bit, but he, that seemed to be working Saturday when put up 27 against South Carolina. But, um, you know, uh, the SEC in all this year in basketball is – I can't tell if they're if it's a down year or every team is just good this year. Um, and then you got Alabama who is um, out of this world right now. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season shakes up. Um, if you look at the AP top 25, coming out this week, Bama's in the top, uh, is number two for the first time since, I think, 2002-2003 season. Um, so, they, uh, they're moving up. Tennessee's in the top four, is number four. Um, Auburn at 15. And then... What's what's weird is you don't see Kentucky's name up there, and they're usually living in the top twenty-five. But they uh, had a little bit of a down year this year. Um, I think they're trying to figure some things out up there. Uh, I don't know if it's, if it's Calipari or um, just the just the team this year. Maybe not one of the better ones he's had. But uh, if you look at the the SEC, man, it's it's still tough. Uh, all the college basketball right now is tough. Most of the teams in the top 25, you got a good bit from the Big 12, um, a Big 10 Big Ten team here. But the Big 12 looks like they're uh, locked and loaded this year um, and ready for basketball. Uh, but I'm ready for March. That's, that's what I look forward to for college basketball season. So they're just – we talk about this episode strictly. This uh, podcast is strictly sports, and I feel like all I've talked about is football. But um, you know, uh, I'm a just a high school teacher and coach, and you know, sometimes I got time to do this, sometimes I don't, sometimes I'm tired when I get home. But um, I enjoy doing this, so I'm gonna keep trying to post these as often as I can. Like I said, maybe it won't be 23 days until my next one again. Which I doubt it will be because we got the Super Bowl and a bunch of stuff to talk about um, coming up. I'm pretty sure Bama's going to hire some coordinators here, here and there. So we'll have some more topics to talk about. But um, I appreciate everybody that listens. Uh, it's cool getting on and seeing how many people have listened and 
stuff like that. So I appreciate all the support from the people who do listen. Um, like I said, I promise I'll I'll get some more some more podcasts out there. It won't be too uh, won't be too long between my next couple, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for today's show. I appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next time here on Strictly Sports. Y'all have a good one.